Welcome to Obsessed by Bobble House. I'm Elaine. And I'm Jana, and we are your hosts of this podcast. In each episode, we'll talk about things in pop culture and media that we're obsessed with. We'll unpack our feelings about the good, the bad, and why they matter. Our topic today is reality television. Do you watch a lot of reality TV? Honestly, I feel like I got a lot more into it during the pandemic because it lets me shut my brain off in a way that feels so good. Yeah, I totally feel that way. I don't want to think about things. I watch reality television so that I can feel better about myself sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, these people are going through like bad stuff yeah well show. see I feel the opposite where I'm like this is so far removed from my life and like what mm. I think about in my day-to-day so what types do you watch um I honestly I love competition shows like I love like RuPaul's Drag Race I've oh, watched yeah. many a season of America's Next Top Model I love what else do I love I I've loved so many like pop star making shows like um, the search for the next pussycat doll was deeply yeah. formative to me. <laughs> I think, okay, so reflecting back on America's Next Top Model, that show yeah. was insane. It like was the like, stuff oh. that they made the models do yeah. were crazy. One was in, in a dumpster or like some sort of landfill. <laughs> and then the other one was this girl had to do like blackface. Yeah. Do you remember that? I remember that where Tyra was like, you're going to, we're going to do an interracial shoot or something like that. I was like, Tyra is off her wheels. Like, okay. She's kind of quite great. Uh, side note about Tyra. Have you seen her? What I eat in a day. <laughs> she's like cream cheese on my bagel. What was it that? He's like, I take the bagel. I hollow out the inside. I put it in the microwave. See? This okay. too much. My friend Amanda and I are so obsessed with that video. We talk about it all the time. Our favorite part of it is when she's like, I have actually gained 15 pounds, but you can't tell because I'm wearing a men's blazer. <laughs> and her eyes are like men's yeah. blazer. Her delivery of everything is shocking and i love it that video was so near and dear to my heart and her neck's a little bit like gonna fall off her head a little Uh, her eyes tyra she's smizing she's always smizing she stays smizing okay anyway (laughs) i don't know about tyra but we're gonna segue because tyra um i was really invested in all of these girls lives yeah of these random girls from illinois or like Kentucky and they're trying to make it big so we're gonna figure out today why are we so invested into the random lives of people that we don't actually relate to right that is so true honestly though I feel like it does mirror reality in a few ways so Mm -hmm. when I first watch it I'm like like just reality tv in general yeah yeah when I first watch it I'm like like a bit cringe Mm a bit gross Mm -hmm skeptical mm-hmm. but then I get really into it yeah and then these will grow on me I'm like oh my god if Amanda doesn't get this top photo of the week yeah. she's gonna get out like she deserves it she's she screwed. should be she should be the first one called I do feel like in reality tv people come in so hot they start out being like I have to like make a huge impression and then by the end of the show they're kind of acting like themselves like more like a normal person so yes. maybe that's how I feel like that it's kind of like a protective layer yeah or like they want the producers to keep them on the show because they're like shitsters. Yes. Or like for the for the screen time, I get it. So this was what it was like for me. I don't know if you've seen it, Singles Inferno. Oh yes. All the guys were kind of like crazy in the beginning. I didn't really like them. Mm-hmm. 
So if you don't know, the premise of the show is that there's nine single people on a deserted island near Seoul. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can escape is by forming couples through a voting process. They create like this desert hell. Mm. Um, and the couples get to go to five-star luxury resorts. And at first glance, like we talked about, the shell, the protective shell that they have. Right. I assumed that they would be vapid and shallow. Mm-hmm. Okay, some of them were still <laughs> shallow at the end. Mm. But most of them turned out to be genuine and cute and funny. Yeah. Yeah, I will say also, I think the island looked a lot more appealing to me than the hotels. Like the hotels, really? are, yeah, the hotels are like just a hotel. And then the island, they always have these like gorgeous sunsets. They're cooking in like an outdoor kitchen all together, getting to know each other like that looks mm. so fun to me. Oh, okay. I remember now that you talk about it, why people wanted to go to the hotel because you can't ask about age, profession oh. or anything in okay, the yeah. desert island. I forgot about that. I Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get to actually like find out what you want to know about them. Yeah, so you get to ask questions and you get to have alone time. Yes. Um. Obviously, they weren't afraid to just use boobies and bo- booties as a marketing ploy. Okay. <laughs> and lots of awkward ab shots mm. just randomly, like people splashing water on other people's abs. abs. Yeah. I gotta really say, weird. I think it's refreshing to see men objectified every once in a while. <laughs> you Especially know, Asian men. Yeah, 100%. They're hot. They've been working on these bodies for yeah. this show. Like, yeah, I want to see a close up. They deserve They that. all are so fit. Like, I don't know how. Well, I guess because they have a lot of pressure to go on the show. They're like, we have to get fit. Yes, throughout. I love that. Obsessed. Yeah. But Obsessed. speaking of Asian. <laughs> Obsessed with objectifying straight men every now and then every now every and now then, and then okay. i think it's nice i think i can have a little objectification as a treat i think it should be balanced right if yeah. we're objectifying the woman on the show but we have so much to catch up on because women have been objectified for so long mm. like <laughs> the men have to catch up or like we have to catch up with men in terms of objectification I think we need a year of reality TV in which only the men are objectified and the women <laughs> are not. And I, then I think we'll be on the path to evening the playing field. So the path of equality and equity. Yes, feminism. Feminism. Fourth wave um, feminism, yeah. <laughs> speaking of feminism, this show still <laughs> upheld a lot of um, traditional Asian values and hetero normative conceptions of love and dating right but the funniest thing is i have to say is that okay so each of the guys on the show gets got to pair up with gia once gia i love gia we love gia we stand gia all the hate that she got was not deserved honestly how would we explain to someone who hasn't seen the show how would you explain gia she's a contestant on the show if that's not clear okay she looks a bit like jenny honestly from black totally see that yeah she gives me rich girl vibes. Yes. Not snobby, just mm-hmm. a little icy. She intimidates people because she's like yes. so beautiful and composed. And then, yes. but then once they actually start talking to her, she's super sweet. And she's really cute. She's so so cute. I really, really loved her. And yeah. so, the, so those, so every time she asks a guy like, oh, why did you pick me to uh-huh. come to the hotel with you? Yeah. They literally have nothing to say. <laughs> like, nada like can yeah. you give me something yeah Gia Some would look indication. them into the, their eyes and be like 
tell me why you like me. Yeah. And they were like, ha ha ha, thought you were cute. He 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 he. He he he. LOL. Okay. I was also, like, give us something. Um, I have to say that my favorite thing about Gia is that she always had a purse on the island. Yes. Like they're literally watching, walking from like the beach to the kitchen and she would have like a little fuzzy pink Prada bag. And I always. admire that so much. Like what is in there? I am dying and to know. All her outfits are coordinated. Yes. So good. And she knows like how to work men. Yes. Like, she knows. Oh, she's so powerful. Like she, I think one of the commentators was like, it's her eye contact. Like she makes such great yeah. eye contact and she's coy but she's forward at the same time, which is yes. such a good combo. In the beginning, I was like, this girl is just trying to play everyone, right? Mm. But then I was like, no, everybody's into her, right? So yeah, like, it's not her fault. <laughs> yeah, it's Gia's world and we're all living in it. Right. Period. I'm happy to live in Gia's world. Same. Gia, we um, love you. So glad you're back on Instagram. So back. <laughs> Frizia. Frizia. So the more I got... Uh, to know these people the more invested I got obviously mm-hmm. another instance with Gia was when she so she was going on a date with another guy and this mm-hmm. other guy called Siun. see mm-hmm. please correct me if I'm saying it wrong I see the person who can do that <laughs> <laughs> but um listeners please correct me if I'm saying it wrong um she this guy who liked her started falling around during her date with another oh, yes. guy and to the point where she was call these men her puppies oh my god like, come on puppy the guy that she picks at the end where she's like let's go puppy i loved that so much yeah and i was like these men really are just just to be down bad for her yeah down, down yeah down literally bad. they're yeah. down so bad i've never seen it like this I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know if I've ever seen a woman on a reality TV show have that much power over men. To the point where she's calling them puppy and they're like, ha ha ha. I get it. I, was like, I get okay. it. Yeah. There were so many moments in Singles Inferno where I had to do my three screen method. So it's okay. What's me watching on Netflix, okay. on Instagram, What's also on, on Instagram? every subreddit to see what is going on. What do people think? Right. Because I need to know what the people think about these crazy shenanigans that goes on in the show. Like that one guy who kept asking the other girl out like 10 million times and she kept saying no. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And then the girl was just so not into it. But then they got together at the end anyway. Right. Like, what is the moral of that story? Like, be persistent to someone. Girls are tired. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Be persistent. The girl will get tired. It's so bad. The girl yeah. is literally in the tent. She's like, he's trying to have a conversation with her. Yeah. And she keeps going, oh my God, I'm so tired. I'm so sleepy. I'm so tired. Uh-huh. The guy does not get the hint. That's not even a hint. That's literally like a direct. Please leave me alone. Yes. <laughs> like I'm tired of you. It's past hint at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer watching. Asian reality television shows for mm-hmm. some reason. I feel like they're, I feel more closely related to them. Okay. Versus like, like I only watch Love is Blind Japan and mm-hmm. not like the US or Brazil versions. What about you? Have you seen them? Okay. Love is Blind is the show I'm going to talk about today, actually. Ah! <laughs> I, have, 
I've only seen the US version. And so I definitely, I want to know if there's like any big differences between yeah. the Japan and US version. Um, yeah. So I am obsessed with Love is Blind. Love is Blind is so unhinged and I- it's so unhinged. I'm obsessed with it. I'm going to mostly talk about season two because that's kind of fresher in my mind. It came out earlier this year. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, I can explain kind of the general structure. So the show starts with 15 men, 15 women, and for 10 full, oh my God, my Siri thinks I'm talking to her. Um, for 15, <laughs> for 10 full days, they get to know each other and they date within these pods, which are basically yeah. just these separate rooms where they can talk to each other, but they can't see each other. And they can choose to propose whenever they want to and they can only meet face to face after they've agreed to marry each other so the stakes are so high so crazy yeah a really specific type of unhinged person goes on the show and I have joked before that I think I would crush on love is blind (laughs) I think you would make all the men fall for you and then you'll be like wait you're all men Mm. like I was here for the ladies yeah would you do ladies and men I think I would go on Love is Blind if it was bi, or at least a little gay. I wouldn't go on straight Love is Blind. There's no fucking way. No. So Love is Blind Japan, Mm -hmm. the men, some of them are still so stuck in freaking 1960s, okay? So this girl that he, so for example, there was a guy who was a dermatologist Mm -hmm. and he liked this girl who's a full-time architect. Okay, so badass woman, Okay. right? Yeah. And then he was like asking her like, oh, I thought you were going to cook me dinner every night and clean the house. And she's like, I have a full time job. Like, yeah, she can't just like cater to everything to be a professional wife. They call it an experiment a lot. And the point is to Mm. see if you can fall in love with someone's personality. And then will that relationship be viable in the outside world? Mm. based off of like the connection you made there before you even could see each other yeah um there's this one guy who is just a piece of work in season two his <laughs> he goes by shake his nickname and so yeah the point of the, name right <laughs> and so the point is like you're getting to know each other's personalities like it's supposed to be not shallow so it's basically the opposite of Tinder where you don't go on, go off looks. Right. It's like personality first, then looks. Technically. Um, yes. And this guy shake is like basically trying to get to know if the girls, the girls body types, like he's mm. like, I'm trying to think of how he we went about this. He was like, um, I love buying clothes for girls. What's your clothing size? okay okay number one why are you buying clothes for girls yeah who and then asked you later to the woman he ends up getting engaged to he's like yeah when you go to a music festival do you like being on a guy's shoulders and she's like yeah I guess and he's like so would I like have a hard time doing that like picking you up Ugh. Horrible. I'm surprised they still got engaged after I know that comment well, by the way, there's in both seasons, only two out of six-ish final couples actually got married and are still together. Two couples from each season. Is it the same on in the Japan version where they have to get engaged before they can meet? Yes. Damn. Okay. That's really intense to me. Like, See, right? I, I would want to go on Love is Blind for the pod part. 
that's the part that I feel like I would genuinely crush. (laughs) What do you mean crush? Like, how do you crush it? Honestly? Well, the way I'm thinking about it, I'm not even thinking like everyone would love me. I'm more thinking that I would be good reality TV in the pods. Like I would be like a good personality to have in the pods. Oh, like producers be like, oh my God, keeping Janet into these Yes. In, in terms of production, I would crush, not necessarily falling in love and also, but yeah, but I don't, I don't know if I could make it past like getting engaged. I don't know if I could get engaged in the pause. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. How can you say yes? Like the stakes are so high. I don't even know if this is real. Number one, like you don't even win anything. I don't think, right. You don't win, but you win love. Maybe. Maybe, maybe if you don't meet their parents and they hate you or you find out something that is like a huge ideological difference you have where your relationship just can't work. Yeah. Like that girl who was like, I'm not going to be a housewife for you. Like I told you I was an architect. Like, hello. There is this one couple in the American version who they find out that this is before they get engaged. They find out that the girl is super, super religious, doesn't believe in evolution. The guy is an atheist. And he's like, we can work it out. We can figure it out. Like, why would I give up this amazing relationship for that one thing? That one thing that is a huge- So you're willing to give up all the principles that you've kind of created over your lifetime. Yes. For someone Just never to met. make some this relationship work with someone you don't, you can't even see. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even do that with- like in normal life, let alone getting engaged to someone who I've known for 10 days and have never been face to face. Like it's I forgot wild. that it's only 10 days. I know. Isn't that crazy? Same with Singles Inferno. It was only, I think, a week. I was just in Arizona for 10 days. And now I'm like, could I have, have are you engaged? love in that? <laughs> I could not. Maybe the other theory is that since you can't see each other, the experience is really heightened and maybe like the emotions are really heightened, but I don't know. A lot of the stuff that the guys do, I can't believe that the girls didn't get the ick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. In the second section of the show, the couples, the couples who have decided to get engaged, get flown out to a gorgeous tropical location where they get to stay at a yeah. resort. Um, and then this is the first time they actually get alone time with each other and they get to have sex. Sex is like a big part of the American version. Not a big part in the Japanese version. I don't think really? they even talk about it really. Oh my gosh. So many contestants are, when they're in the pause, they're like, yeah, I like to have sex like five times a day. <laughs> like, wow. they, they really like to set that before they even go in. And then sometimes like in this kind of honeymoon phase, like the sex will not be good and that will be like kind of an issue in the relationship too like even it's, in the honeymoon phase yeah it's definitely a big part of the american version I would wow say. um but yeah this part so the the resort section i would say is probably my favorite part because yeah it can get it's really dramatic and juicy and it can get really messy um, because they get to see the other couples for the first time like see the couples together ten and heads ten and heads yes that's kind of where shit goes down like there yeah if there's anyone you still had like any curiosity about and like you don't like the person they're with now that is their chance to fuck shit up the Japanese version it's not like that at all I feel like they're very committed to the other person and they're very respectful of the other couples okay that sounds lovely (laughs) do they have because I felt like the female friendships in um love is blind was almost like a bigger thing that I stayed for really 
That sounds yeah. wonderful. I feel like in the American version, girls that are thrown together are just kind of like not people who would be friends in real life, really. Like it's not. Oh. Yeah. So that's interesting. That, that's just the vibe I got. I don't know. It was very emotional for a lot mm. of the girls. Like the girls were crying all the time. Oh, or the guys had like great chemistry like they all were such lads like lads. they had such good banter uh-uh. yeah really good so um good. i felt like the friendships were sometimes stronger than the relationships that's so interesting maybe i should go on love is blind japan but i don't speak japanese i'll figure it out right? well <laughs> in tara's house <laughs> in tara's <laughs> house um, Lauren Sai learned Japan a uh, Japanese. She's not Japanese at all. Mm. Okay, Sly. You you mentioned the ick earlier, and I have to bring up this TikTok I saw. <laughs> the ick. The ick. So basically, there's this part where one of the guys on the show is just like sitting there with his fiance, and like an umbrella falls on his head. <laughs> and this girl on TikTok was like, "I'm sorry, but that gave me the ick." That does give me, it's like, okay, I think the ick factor comes from people being clumsy. Mm, Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Well, okay, yeah. Another example would be the same guy. There's a part where he's wearing water shoes and he's carrying. What's wrong with water shoes? Let me finish. He's carrying his fiance and he trips and eats shit and drops her in the sand. (laughs) And if someone, if someone dropped me wearing water shoes running into the ocean, I don't think I could come back from it. I think that it would last forever i think if it's in the very very beginning of your relationship it's the ick is very important the yeah. ick because once you love ick. them you can like get over things but yeah in the early stages the ick the it can be life or death for the relationship do you think ick is a straight men type of thing or do you think it's like i only get the ick from men personally i think so far so far, knock on wood. Knock on wood, like something's gonna happen. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to get the ick from women ever. So, knock on wood. The ickiness. The ickiness. Um, what were you gonna say? What gives you the ick? I don't know. When uh, this one guy, okay, I'm excited. Said, <laughs> okay, I'll just say that he said something racist while oh he was really God. drunk, and I didn't like it. I- that time, we're still like. In the really, I was just getting to know each other, and I yeah. thought I liked him, but he, yeah. it was he said something extremely racist, and that ick lasted forever. Like I couldn't even look at him after that. Okay, to me, that's not an ick. That's like a you found out what kind of, kind of person he was. Yeah, I think yeah. So to me, an the ick is like small and petty. Like one of my icks is no show socks. <laughs> no show. What does that mean? Like you know those socks where it's like. You know when you wear like loafers? Oh, wait, 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 wait. I know. When you see someone's foot in no-show socks. uh, (laughs) um, One of my friends says when a guy is trying to get the waiter's attention and he can't. That's Mm. an ick. That's an ick for sure. What's an ick for you guys, listeners? Yes. Comment your icks down below. One of mine is like, okay, it's... (laughs) So yeah, these are only for men so far. Well, okay. I think one I was gonna say, like when someone like plays the guitar at you and sings at you, and I've never had a girl do that, but and I don't think I would like it. But Ooh, why? It's kind of romantic. See, oh, it's not for me. See? Men love to do that. It's not it for me. <laughs> why is that not it for you? Is J- if Jason Moraz 
came down to San Francisco and said to you, Jana, I'm going to serenade you right now. <laughs> My skin is crawling. At the very it's like thought. when guys, hmm. when they don't like buy new underwear and it's just oh. like raggedy. Oh, no, not good. <laughs> to me, icks are petty. Like to me, that's petty of me. That's petty of me to think that a man showing off musical talent is a turn off. <laughs> Anyways, back to Love is Blind. After their whole vacation moment, the engaged couples move into apartments together. They meet each other's families. Um, and then if the relationship is like still going well, then we move on to the weddings. Ooh. And yeah, love this part because at the altar, each participant basically decides whether to say I do or I don't. And so once you get to the We point, didn't have that. Really? Like the the guys. Japan, the Japan one? Yeah. There was one couple that was just like, I don't want to walk down the aisle and say, I don't. So they do it before. Yeah. I think it's still an option, but they don't want to go through that process of their family, like sitting there. Yeah. And then they say, I don't. Maybe it is still an option for them to pull out. But like most of the couples who have gotten to the point of having planned the wedding, they will say, I don't at the altar rather Why than would call you off the wedding that? before. For the drama, I don't know. But maybe see, the that's the part. Like- that's the part where I'm like, maybe I would like to get to the wedding stage because that is so psycho and dramatic. And I that love is so it. so psycho. Can you imagine You me? invest. Imagine I can imagine. Me in a wedding dress. Like, <laughs> I'm trying to think You're of wearing white today. Be. I we know. We're both wearing white. Like, I've learned so much from you over the course of this experience and I will never forget the time we've spent together, but I don't. That's kind of good. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll work. That's it. good material. I'll workshop it in case they ever make buy love is blind. They should. Anyways. So interesting. The way that they set up the wedding episode, you don't know. You honestly don't know if they're going to say yes or no. Like, for example, there's this one couple where they had a really bad fight the night before the wedding and we didn't see the fight. And so up until that point, we thought that for sure they're both going to say yes. And then something happened off screen right before. So you just like never know how it's going to unfold. And then another thing that's interesting is if the first person says no, you never know what the second person was going to say. Oh, you know. Stakes are even higher. So high. So high. Your whole family is there. A couple I touched on briefly before, Shaken Deep Tea. She had the best, she honestly had the best arc of the whole season because the whole time you thought she seemed pretty happy, but he was an asshole. And you thought that like she didn't know that he was an asshole. And yeah. he he just like couldn't stop talking to the other guys about how he wasn't attracted to her physically. Like behind her back all the time that's awful I know it's horrible and like she's gonna watch the show like you really think that you can say that kind of stuff and she's not gonna see it eventually and then Um, still be married to this person hello wake up but then so at the altar he said yes and then she said no and she said (gasps) I deserve better I'm choosing myself and I deserve someone who will know 100% that I'm the one for them and will have no doubts about it. And it yes! was gorgeous. Yes! It, was, it was so satisfying. Like, I feel like it's rare to have a moment in reality TV that satisfying. Like, it was just like, yes. what was his yes. reaction? I wrote down this quote. He said, I have reservations at Nobu on Sunday, so things are going to be good. That's so cringe. <laughs> I hate that. That was like the first thing he said in his confessional after. I hate that so much. Why would you say that? I know. And then also the same guy, Shake, in um the reunion, he was like, 
the only girl I'm attracted to in here is Vanessa, AKA the host of the show who is married. <laughs> oh Lord, oh Lord. This I guy know. is a piece of work. Piece of work. It's a perfect way to put him. But I, these are the best type of people to have on reality TV. You can't just yeah. have nice people, right? Yeah. You have to have a villain. He was a, you have to have a, a villain. villain. Otherwise it won't be satisfying for Dipti to be like, Hey, it's about me now. I see through your I bullshit don't. and I know what a catch I am. And yeah. I pick myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we have a caller. Yes. This is when someone from the bubble house community gets in on the conversation and tells us something they're obsessed with. So today it's my friend, Andrew. Hi, obsessed pod, Jana and Elaine. My name is Andrew and I'm obsessed with the TV show, The Challenge. I have been watching The Challenge for about a decade now, which is insane considering I started on season 25, I think. And it's this crazy show where they compete to like show off their like strength, how smart they are, how quick they are. And they put them in this house where they just fight and argue. And as (laughs) a gay man, I just think it's really silly to watch these like straight men like show how toxic they can be and how crazy they are on TV. Um, And honestly, it doesn't hurt that some of them are kind of hot, which is kind of gross to say because they are so gross, but it's really fun to watch. And me and my friends will just sit around for hours watching the show and just, it's so crazy. And my man, Johnny Bananas is on the show and if he's not on a season, I'll skim through it. But he's, if he's on it, I will watch it over and over because I just love him. He is the love of my life. And it's a great show. It's crazy. It's wild. It's easy to watch. And I'm obsessed with the challenge. Okay. Have you seen the I'm challenge? I'm obsessed with you, Andrew. <laughs> have you seen the challenge? I have not seen the challenge. But it, to me, it sounds a bit like Big Brothery. Like yeah. Like Rose. There's a lot of contestants from Big Brother that go on to the challenge. Like a lot of oh. other shows feed into the challenge. It's really interesting. It's like Big Brother, Survivor, Survivor from other countries too. Um, the, the the what is it called? The 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 universe. The cinematic the challenge cinematic universe. Yes, yes. But yeah, like he was saying, it's a lot. It's a, there's a lot of toxic straight men on there. But I will say there's a lot of gay women on it too. Like I feel like the cast is so casually queer which like is hard to find on reality tv i would yeah there's this one couple their names are casey and nani and like nani is like a challenge alum like she's been there for a really they call them vets veterans she's been on for a really long time and like she's always dating the worst guys or like hooking up with the worst guys she's just had like terrible taste in men like clearly is like sabotaging herself all the time and now she's in a relationship with a woman and it feels so and also this woman casey is amazing she has won i think more than one season and she hasn't been doing it for very long but it just seems like such a healthy, loving relationship. Yes. Like she's finally like in a good relationship after just like, yeah, we do stand. I love them so much. Now let's wrap things up with our one and only segment, Crush Corner. Elaine, who are you crushing on? My crush is Charlie Puth because recently, <laughs> okay, two things. Number one, he's in, I think he has a new song coming out with Jungkook from BTS. Yes, it's out. It's so cute. 
Is it really cute? Okay, I have it's to really listen cute. to it. Mm-hmm. Number two, I started getting really into yesterday, actually. De moi. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just scrolling, scrolling, so scrolling all day. Yeah. And there was this one submission of this girl that said, oh, my God, just bumped into Charlie Puth. He is so hot. He's in his, like, this is his era. Oh. And then I went on his Instagram, and it is. He is so beautiful right now. Mm. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it's the Jungkook energy. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my crush right now. Love it. Go off. Go piss, girl. Um, what about you? I just decided just now my crush is going to be the combined couple of Casey and Nani from the challenge. I love Aww. them. I love them. I love them. I want them to be together forever. That's, that's all, that's everyone, for this episode. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. We're obsessed with you. Bye.